Hello, my name is Mark Yuskowitz. I'm editor-at-large for MMM, and I'm super excited to be part of today's sponsored podcast with UBC. Here with me today is Kelly Elio. She's a registered nurse and director of commercial strategy and client engagement for UBC. Kelly, thanks so much for joining us here today. Thanks for having me, Mark. Excited to be here. Absolutely. So UBC is a, a late-stage research and patient support services organization. You work with a lot of firms in and around life sciences uh, and, and healthcare. I'm just wondering, how did you and, and UBC as a company weather the pandemic? I'm proud to say that I work for an organization that really takes pride on keeping their internal and their external partners safe and healthy. And I think first and foremost, UBC did a great job really taking a fast track to putting their staff and our patients in a safe place as the pandemic hit. As many organizations did, we had to pivot pretty quickly to ensure the safety of our staff, but also ensure that we are still continuing to support our patients, whether it be from a nursing perspective or from a reimbursement perspective, since you know, we take pride and, and really passionate about what we do to support our patients. So we made some significant changes to our staff, obviously moving our staff from an internal working environment to a work from home environment. And at the same time, having to tweak some of our internal practices with deploying nursing in the home. So a lot of our engagement shifted from that in-home mentality to having nurses conduct virtual engagements over the phone, similarly to a Skype or a Zoom meeting. So all in all, we, um, we made some pretty quick, furious, fast and furious changes to some of our programs and operations. But I'm, I, again, I'm, I'm proud to say that we were able to continue all of our operations and support the patients that, that needed our staff to help them be successful. Sure, sounds like a quite, quite a pivot indeed. I also wanted to ask you, how are you designing patient support programs to better meet the needs of patients because of this uh, global health crisis that, that we find ourselves in? The past year and a half has certainly presented challenges, both from a patient perspective, but also to all of those working within the healthcare and pharma industry. The pandemic has certainly opened our eyes to those patient-focused services that we once took for granted, such as walking into a doctor's office for an appointment or scheduling an in-home visit with an infusion nurse. We immediately had to accelerate our engagement approach and develop solutions to provide continuity of care for our existing patients in our support programs, but also to support new patients in what is now that new normal. Our approach to designing a patient support program is threefold. First, we need to understand the needs of our stakeholders. Who will we be interacting with? Will it be the patient, a caregiver, or primarily a healthcare provider, or many times it's a blended approach of all three. Secondly, we want to proactively identify the barriers that our stakeholders may face as they begin their access and adherence journey. Will there be a lengthy approval process that requires prior authorizations? Do patients have to titrate or meet specific clinical endpoints in order to continue their therapy? Then we focus on building appropriate interventions to address and overcome those potential barriers that we've identified. 
And lastly, the ability for us to provide virtual engagement opportunities and connect with patients on their terms has never been more important. Offering flexible and omni-channel communication strategies allows our patients to increase participation in their care, promote patient independence, and also patient self-awareness. Whether it be a program staffed with clinical nurse educators or reimbursement specialists, offering the right combination of personal touch coupled with technology advancements, such as digital engagement, better meets the needs of our patients today. Right, so it sounds like that kind of tailored, customized approach to meeting the needs of patients, you know, hasn't changed. You know, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about, um, you know, the healthcare system. I know it's making a lot of changes from a technology perspective in terms of adopting technology that had pre-existed, you know, or predated, excuse me, the pandemic, but it just kind of, the pandemic kind of prompted the health system to make more use of it. But as a nurse yourself, how do you see the role of nursing making a difference for patients? Yeah, Mark, great question. The nurse today plays a critical role in the patient's health ecosystem. In most situations you think of today, nurses are that very first person that the patient and family will engage with, whether it be at a hospital, in a doctor's office, or even over the phone to answer a simple medication question. Not only are the nurses usually the first person on the healthcare team that interact with patients, but they are also that consistent voice and reliable voice that provides ongoing care to the patient. At UBC, the center of what we do every day has always been focused on our patients, and that hasn't changed amid the pandemic. And as a nurse, that's an innate part of what we nurses do and why someone chooses to enter nursing practice in the first place. The changes occurring in the world as a result of the public health crisis impacted what our services may look like, but the driving force behind what we do will always be our commitment to building those compassionate connections and meeting patients where they need to be met to support their access to therapy. I like that, compassionate connections. And can you kind of elaborate on how nursing, along with education and adherence, makes a difference in the area of patient support? Sure. The best way to answer this question, Mark, is with, a, is with an example. So let's consider a patient who has received a devastating cancer diagnosis. At the time of diagnosis, patients are ultimately presented with a myriad of emotions, shock, disbelief, confusion, extreme sadness, and really uncertainty of what the path ahead is going to look and feel like for them and also for their family. Research has shown that at the time of diagnosis, patients retain less than 20% of the information their physicians are telling them. Patients are unable to fully process the extent of the information and oftentimes leave their appointment more confused than when they arrived. So here enters the nurse. One of the most important roles for nurses today is to build and establish a foundation of trust in order to help patients meet their healthcare goals. Trust is fundamental to the success of the patient-nurse relationship and facilitates communication to support their path forward. We recognize today that patients have a lot riding on their shoulders to make informed decisions about their health and treatment options. And nurses provide that sense of comfort, 
the openness for patients to share their feelings and emotions without judgment as they begin to comprehend the long road ahead of them. This sharing phase is critical as the nurse begins to build the foundation of trust with the patient and family. So in the beginning of the patient journey, nurses help to orient the patient to their disease, to the diagnostic treatments and expectations by taking time to provide education in a manner in which that patient learns best. Sometimes this can be verbal. It can also be providing written materials to review with the patient together, or even in today's world, connecting with a patient over Zoom or over Skype in order to spend valuable face-to-face -face time, providing reassurance, guidance, and sometimes just being an active listener to allow the patient to voice their concerns and challenges. The risk of non-adherence is greatest during the first few months of treatment. Talking to patients on a continual and scheduled basis via phone and also via video, as well as to connecting to patients via mobile messaging, allows our nurses to assess early on in therapy for any gaps in educational needs. Going back to my example of the newly diagnosed cancer patient, on one of our intervention calls conducted via video conference, our nurse, using techniques such as motivational interviewing, active listening, and affirmations help to uncover barriers such as anxiety over scheduling appointments, loss of confidence at work, and actually the fear of losing her job. The nurse was able to see these nonverbal cues exhibited by the patient, which allowed for deeper insight into how the patient was actually feeling. Despite being virtual, the nurse was able to see and feel the emotional toll of the diagnosis. By the end of this 30-minute engagement, with the help of our nurse, the patient was able to identify her strengths, talk about her next steps, and formulate a game plan in order to talk to her boss about adjusting her work hours to accommodate her infusion appointments. This is just one example of many that demonstrates how nurses help to instill the confidence needed for patients to be successful on their medications. The commitment and dedication our nurses have to their patients is unparalleled, and that's the reason why nurses have been named the most trusted profession for the past 19 years. Yeah, and that was a really nice example of how uh, you're using technology to maintain those compassionate connections uh, with nursing. You know, you also mentioned the patient journey, and that can be quite long depending on whether it's a chronic illness or, or a rare disease, but how does the patient journey and the disease state inform your patient support strategy? A patient support program and the services offered to patients, caregivers, and healthcare providers is highly dependent on the product and the disease state. Here at UBC, our strategy begins with a close partnership with our manufacturer client to build and map out the comprehensive suite of services that will be offered within the program. The complexity of the products coming to market today often involves communication with multiple stakeholders, access hurdles, and the initiation of a customized educational care plan. One design element we deploy in these scenarios is a nurse case manager or navigator model, where a single point of contact, the nurse, helps to manage both product initiation and product adherence from start to finish. 
Another important consideration that informs the strategy is the clinical nuances of the product, the formulation, route of administration, and side effect profile. Recently, we've seen a number of medically benefited products in the buy and bill space, specifically in the fields of oncology and neurology. The payer and distribution landscape and model looks and feels different in these programs than those of our traditional pharmacy benefited products. For example, those products that are self-administered or oral therapies. As we build our approach, we must keep in mind that services must be specific to the patient and their stakeholder needs for that particular disease and therapy. Yes, definitely good considerations uh, to, to keep in mind there. And we have been seeing uh, a number of product, products, as you as you point out, in the buy and build space, especially in oncology and neurology, uh, alongside uh, those traditional pharmacy benefit products. What, what are some of the ways that technology is augmenting and enhancing uh, your patient support programs? Over the past year and a half, amid this global health crisis that we keep talking about, The ability to offer new tools and technology to connect seamlessly with our patients has never been more important. As a nurse, I'm somewhat biased in the fact that I believe patients and healthcare professionals thrive on that personal connection that is developed during that face-to-face or virtual engagement, and technology cannot replace that face-to-face engagement. However, what I have learned during the pandemic is that there is a place for technology. There is that happy medium that allows us to combine both that human connection with technology, such as digital engagement, to enhance and augment our patient programs. Additionally, we have been developing in-workflow solutions and a broad range of e-services for providers to engage directly with our patient support staff to help support product initiation. In 2020, UBC launched UBC Pathways Engaged, which provides patients an intelligent mobile messaging solution to create meaningful relationships with patients and support providers in a completely different way than utilizing an app or traditional phone calls. The launch of this virtual assistant technology, whom we named Nurse Linda, allows us to establish trust early and build relationships with our patients in a digital fashion. Early in our patient journeys, we spend time getting to know our patients, evaluating both patient and family needs, conducting assessments, and customizing specific interventions to overcome those individual barriers. The combination of our digital assistant, coupled with our nurse educators who provide telephonic and virtual outreach, provides that unparalleled support to patients when and wherever they need it. We understand that communication preferences for patients, physicians, and caregivers are constantly in flux, and the amount of information we receive and the amount of outreach conducted can be overwhelming. The customized engagement we offer streamlines communication, helps to create patient independence and autonomy, and provides treatment information at the right time in the right modality that works best for our patients. It's really interesting. So you have the digital assistant coupled with the nurse educator to, to provide the support. You mentioned earlier that you work with manufacturer clients to build out the patient support program. What advice would you give to pharmaceutical companies that may be challenged with patient engagement? 
This is a question mark that I get asked about frequently. When it comes to patient engagement, there are three pieces of advice I would give to companies looking to enhance their overall engagement strategy. The first, take some time to better understand your patients. This may seem obvious to many, but in today's world, it is often overlooked or even taken for granted with so many options to connect with our patients. I encourage companies to take a deeper dive at who it is that they will be supporting. Participating in patient advocacy boards and community outreach is a great way to get to know your patients and start to build that framework for understanding patient and healthcare provider needs. And also reminding our clients that engagement is going to look and feel different for different disease states, therapies, and populations. The second is about building trust and engagement early on. As a nurse, I believe strongly that a patient's motivations and beliefs towards their diagnosis and treatment have an impact on their decision to adhere to a new medication schedule and even a new lifestyle. A patient's cultural, religious, and personal choices will impact how we as patients engage. A patient's adherence journey really begins at that moment a decision is made to start on treatment and not after that first dose is taken. This acknowledgement is a key step in our patient support design and engagement strategy. It's just as important for us to understand a patient's feelings and emotions towards their treatment when we're discussing their insurance status or supporting financial decisions as it is for one of our registered nurses to educate on product administration or side effect management. If we're not engaging with patients early, assessing their needs and building rapport, there will be a downstream effect that in turn negatively impacts a patient's overall adherence. And lastly, engagement is not one size fits all. We have learned that the most effective patient engagement strategy is dynamic and customized to the needs and preferences of our patients. And that patient preferences can and will change as a patient progresses in their journey. So the ability to shift and adapt communication modalities to meet your patients when and where they are will help to create a positive experience and ultimately keep more patients on therapy. I also wanted to ask you, uh, what are some of the more complex therapies that UBC has supported and uh, what results has it driven for clients? UBC supports many complex therapy regimens that touch some of the following therapeutic areas, immunology, hematology, neurology, oncology, and many of these products and programs are high-touch specialty drugs that are billed under the pharmacy and or medical benefit. UBC supports a program for a gene therapy product that has an orphan drug designation for the treatment of a progressive motor neuron disease with an onset during infancy that results in failure to achieve childhood motor milestones. The disease, if left untreated, will lead to mechanical ventilation and an untimely death of the child. As you can imagine, this program truly pulls at our heartstrings as we work tirelessly with parents and prescribers to support access to a life-changing medication. Our case coordinators serve as the program quarterbacks to coordinate all of the stakeholder needs and push the patient forward in their journey to survival. 
Given the complexity of the manufacturing process, multiple stakeholders involved, communication is essential between the patient, family, prescribers, facilities, lab coordinating centers, and the specialty pharmacies. Our strategies include regionally aligning single points of contact, welcome calls and emotional, emotional support to the family, facilitation of required pre-treatment labs, reimbursement support for both the patient and the infusion sites, complex distribution facilitation, field support for our client team, and awareness of patient cases and referral triage. Given the complexities associated with the manufacturing, shipping, and administration of this medication, our team works diligently to ease the burden to access and simplify a very complex treatment model. A white glove service helps these children gain a second chance at life. A few successful results to highlight from this program include, number one, providing an exceptional customer experience. An increased efficiency in the process helps patients receive quick treatment and has also increased patient and prescriber satisfaction in a competitive market. Secondly, we are able to reduce prescriber and administrative burden by introducing a case coordinator to manage the entire patient journey. We provide frequent and consistent status updates and insights to our offices as well as to our clients' field teams. The complexities in the program are simplified, and we are able to support the start to finish where an orphan drug has pharmacy exclusivity. And lastly, product awareness. Patients and families learn of the valuable services available to them to help improve outcomes and provide ongoing advocacy support. Okay, sounds like a very com comprehensive uh, suite of services that you offer there. Uh, finally, uh, one final question here. Kelly, where do you see nursing services and patient support evolving? The idea of embedding nurses in patient support programs is not new to the industry. And there's plenty of evidence today that supports the fact that patients who participate in support programs achieve greater medication adherence and therapy outcomes. The evolution of traditional face-to-face -face bedside nurses has shifted due to the pandemic. But that does not mean we cannot apply those same themes of good bedside manner to our virtual nursing services. Virtual nurse educators help to educate patients on their disease state and therapy, set expectations on side effect management, and are continuously assessing for ongoing treatment barriers. But most importantly, we as nurses are taking time to actively listen to our patients, to empathize with them, understand their challenges and concerns so that we can build and tailor our support and education to their unique and individual needs. Patient programs today are not only looking to solve an unmet need, but rather they are looking to understand a patient's behavior and the driving force for motivational change. The theme of incorporating behavioral science techniques and understanding intrinsic motivation continues to thrive in the healthcare industry today. By providing the right tools to form that positive patient connection, the patient support staff will help empower patients and increase self-awareness to be able to support self-management 
and achieve optimal outcomes on therapy. Okay, it sounds like the support programs really provide a necessary complement uh, to therapy uh, in order to uh, support better outcomes. So, and uh, great to hear that you know they're continuing despite this global crisis that we find ourselves in. And to that end, I hope we can have another conversation as we, we begin to hopefully put this pandemic in the rearview mirror. Absolutely, I would love that, Mark. Okay, me too. That was Kelly Elio of UBC, and it was a terrific conversation. Many thanks for listening. Come back soon for another one. This is Mark Iskowitz for the MMN Podcast. Take care, everybody.